Hi, this is Steve Durr. Today we're going to read Acts chapter 1, starting in verse 12 and going to verse 26. Then the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the Mount of Olives, a distance of half a mile. When they arrived, they went to the upstairs room of the house where they were staying. Here are the names of those who were present. Peter, John, James, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas, son of James. They all met together and were constantly united in prayer, along with Mary, the mother of Jesus, several other women, and the brothers of Jesus. During this time, when about 120 believers were together in one place, Peter stood up and addressed them. Brothers, he said, the scriptures had to be fulfilled concerning Judas, who guided those who arrested Jesus. This was predicted long ago by the Holy Spirit, speaking through King David. Judas was one of us and shared in this ministry with us. You see, Judas had bought a field with the money he received for his treachery. Falling headfirst there, his body split open, spilling out all his intestines. The news of his death spread to all the people of Jerusalem, and they gave the place the Aramaic name Ekeldama, which means field of blood. Peter continued, This was written in the book of Psalms, where it says, Let his home become desolate with no one living in it. It also says, let someone else take his position. And so now we must choose a replacement for Judas from among the men who were with us the entire time we were traveling with the Lord Jesus. From the time he was baptized by John until the day he was taken from us, whoever's chosen will join us as a witness of Jesus' resurrection. And so they nominated two men, Joseph, called Barsabbas, also known as Justice, and Matthias. And then they all prayed. O Lord, you know every heart. Show us which of these men you have chosen as an apostle to replace Judas in this ministry, for he has deserted us and gone where he belongs. Then they cast lots, and Matthias was selected to become an apostle with the other eleven. And so Jesus' followers are returning back from the Mount of Olives after um, spending time with Jesus and seeing Jesus ascend to heaven. And so they returned to the house where they were staying at. And Luke records that at the time there were 120 followers of Jesus present. Now this is the beginning of the Jesus movement and mission. If you're a follower of Jesus, obviously we trace our roots back to Jesus. But as far as being a community of faith, here's where it begins, right? This 120 people gathered together seeking God trying to sort out what it means to follow Jesus together. And so we hear of the different people who are present, the apostles. And just so you know, too, there's two Judases that Jesus had as followers. Sometimes you read that and you go, wait a minute, I thought Judas was gone and dead and betrayed him. What's he doing in the room? There were two Judases, um, Judas, son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed Jesus. And so there's all these different people, but one little group that's mentioned is quite interesting. We hear that Jesus' brothers are present. They're there with the followers of Jesus. Now, this is interesting because Jesus' brothers didn't believe him originally. Before his death, before his resurrection, they thought Jesus was crazy. They didn't believe or buy into what he was saying about himself. They didn't uh, understand or believe what other people were saying about him. They thought he was nuts. But now here they are in the room with the first ever followers of Jesus. Why? Because Jesus had revealed himself to them. Seeing your dead brother alive can do that to you. (laughs) 
And so all of these followers of Jesus, they're seeking direction, they're seeking understanding of what was happening to them, around them, what they're to do from God's word. They're in the scriptures. They start searching the scriptures for guidance. Why? Because they believed that God, the Holy Spirit, spoke through the various writers of scripture. And not only were they searching scriptures, they wanted to follow the pattern and model of Jesus. They wanted to imitate him. And so as his followers, they were seeking to do what Jesus did. And so Jesus had selected 12 apostles, 12 witnesses to give leadership to his movement. One of the original 12 apostles, Judas Iscariot, betrayed Jesus and was now gone. So there's 11 apostles. Now, 12 was a significant number because God's chosen people, the nation of Israel, was made up of 12 tribes. And so these 12 followers of Jesus, these 12 apostles were symbolic of Jesus building a renewed people to be a blessing to the world. And so they're seeking scripture. They're seeking to follow the pattern of Jesus. And so after looking to scripture and desiring to follow his pattern, they select two qualified men to be considered to join as an apostle. Then they seek God's direction. They pray and they leave the choice up to God by casting lots, which was quite common in those days to allow God to make the decision for you. And so here's what struck me, though, from this story of these first followers of Jesus. They believed that God would speak to them through his word, through scripture. They didn't just wing it. They didn't rush it. They looked into scripture and sought to hear God's voice and gain his direction. When I was younger, I'd play this little game with the Bible. You know, I'd say, okay, God, speak to me. What should I do about this? You know, and um, then I'd flip open the Bible and put my finger down on a verse and start reading it aloud. <laughs> and most of the time, it didn't relate at all to my circumstance. And it might speak about, you know, sacrificing a bird. Uh, and I didn't have any birds. So it, it didn't really relate. But as I got older and as I read Scripture, I found God speaking through Scripture to me. And maybe you've had this occurrence as well, and, and our hope and prayer is that this would happen from our time together doing this. But the Scripture began to challenge me. It began to encourage me. It began to guide me and give me perspective and delivered promises and hope to me. It was a way to encounter God's voice, God's word, God's very presence. And so as we walk with the Spirit through the books of Acts together, Above all, our hope is that God would speak to you. We'd like for you to learn more, but we'd love for you to hear God's voice and know that God still is speaking to his people and he still wants to speak to you. And so today, what do you sense God is saying to you? And then what will be your response? Let's pray together. God, we thank you that you still speak. You speak through your spirit living in us. You speak at times through other people. And you certainly speak through your word. And so today, give us a hunger and a thirst, a desire to hear you, to know you, to encounter you. And would you speak to us? And may your word change us to be more like you. In Jesus' name. Amen.
Have a great day.